Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Luke and L, how are you guys? Howdy. I just realised that we, um, we, um, we may have made a lot of mistakes. I just realised that. A lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that do? <laughs> well, the more mistakes, the more learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, that's what life's about, isn't it? It's been another week of major fuck-ups from the absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high five. I made a couple. Uh, not, not catastrophic, but enough to... Uh, all, all limbs and fingers still attached to yeah no, everything everything's still rocking and rolling so um yeah i gotta so, start though something just it's a bit odd i feel odd i took my son 17 year old son to see bob dylan last night oh okay. did you yeah uh-huh. odd experience mm-hmm. odd experience yeah but that's it you're just gonna leave us with odd well, experience. <laughs> you know like you, you you go to a live performance and i don't know there's an expectation that something magical will happen and i'm not being rude i mean there were people who clearly are massive Bob Dylan fans who mm. were in Rapture. Mm-hmm. And I think he's an amazing musician. Mm. Um, I love some of his music. It just, I don't know. I felt the whole time like if I'd sat at home with my son, just drinking a few beers, you know, eating what we want to eat, listening to his music, it would have been as effective. Yeah, it can be. Like, I think people get caught up in the, um, the thought of, you know, what they what they'd be like live. Mm. It's quite a stark difference. Mm. Um, so yeah. was it more like an unplugged? No, well, so no, I don't, so I've never seen him, so I don't know how he normally performed. But there was um, there was like uh, two keyboards. He had a baby grand piano that he mm-hmm. mostly played. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, he played harmonica, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another guy with an electronic keyboard who played an electronic violin one and one song. Uh, and guitar a little bit. And there were two other guitarists. One was mostly rhythm, one was mostly lead. Mm-hmm. Bass player who switched double bass occasionally and a drummer. So, you know, again, I mean, a, you know, a, a good musical outfit. You know, it's, there's a lot of blues in there, you know, mm-hmm. folky stuff, folky blues, etc. All very good, very yeah. well executed. But no fireworks. Well, just, and it's not even, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I went and saw ACDC year or two ago and yep. that freaked the shit out of me. I had all that. <laughs> no, it did, mate. It did. I looked around whatever stadium we were at and everyone, they were selling satanic horns. Yeah. That <laughs> flash red. And so the stadium is full of people with red satanic horns. That was freaking me out. Yeah. So I don't want all of that shit. <laughs> wow. And now, I have to say, I'm the biggest challenge I've got is it's like, you know, it was a couple hundred bucks, which is not cheap at the same time for someone of that brand. It's not that expensive. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm truly grateful to have the opportunity mm. and for the experience. Yeah. And yet I'm left feeling like I could have done without it. It was just yeah. odd. Mm-hmm. So it's left me just feeling odd. Yeah. Well, well, it's a frame of mind as well, especially with um, <clears throat> with concerts. you got to go there. You know, if you're really not feeling up to it, sometimes... It's good you go, you enjoy your night, or you know, the other way around, you know, mm. you can be a little bit sort of deflated. So, could just be getting old, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he could be. But he, I remember years ago, because I grew up in the music scene, like playing and going to a lot of gigs. <clears throat> and you would, you'd rest your, you know, you'd listen to an album all year and you'd, you know, go, yeah, right over, coming out and, you know, you'd peg 80 bucks to go and see him and you'd just go, my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could do better. Yeah. And then, you, so you had your good bands mm. and then you had your bad bands. So the good bands, you know, you could dump, you know, 50 to 80 bucks on a ticket and now you'd just be blown away. Mm. And some of the best bands I've seen in the world have also, I've seen them several times and they've had their off nights as well where mm. you're like, okay, that wasn't how I've normally, you know, uh, yeah. mm. seen it. But in saying that, people have their people, you know what I mean? So there's things going on mm. in groups well, and people are up and down. And he was He was into it like... Hmm. I reckon that's Bob Dylan. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, I, yes, you know, so Ross says fireworks, I am, I'm a high energy person that looks for high energy. So we're talking Katy Perry pink, pink concerts. This is where you'd sort of do your nut there and go, this is the greatest thing I've <laughs> I don't ever know seen. about those two. I, <laughs> I've so heard they're pretty good and I'm not taking the piss, I, but production wise, they dump it. It's, 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 it's a show. It's a show. Yeah. So the ones I've loved yeah. in the last few years, Radiohead were amazing. Yeah. So, um, now, you, you hear, what you're hearing is what is recorded. I mean, to Bob Dylan's credit, he reworked some of his major songs in an amazing way. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. Like, you're there for something different as well. So, that was cool. Um, Radiohead was amazing. Um, Gorillaz was amazing. Now, that what? Yeah. That was just a full production. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, I believe they started, Gorillaz, they actually started as an online band. They weren't even... Well, there's animated characters which are mm. kind of... The band, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a sort of interesting little thing. But anyway, that, that those were amazing experiences. Um, Guns N' Roses actually blew me away. Yeah, yeah, they put on a pretty big show. They were the hot. They were the highlight for me based on what my expectations were. I yeah. thought it was going to be really boring. I just thought it was going to be you know eighties boring or nineties cock rock. You know, just crap. Yeah. But they were actually really good. Yeah. And, and at, at the start, it starts with the. Uh, I thought it was um, Axel, but it was the roadie. Apparently, comes out and says. Oh, Sydney, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, but no, that was really so. There's been, there's, and, you know, there's a mixture of different energies there, whatever, you know. Um, the other thing that really made me laugh was I did not know that Adele had covered Bob Dylan. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's how far <laughs> down the line music's come. So he's some stages, doesn't he? So like, I'm hearing this song going, I know that song, it's make me feel your love. That's a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. It's amazing when you find out behind the scenes who writes what songs. There are some <clears throat> artists that have done very little of their own stuff. But then you find that, you know, there are 20 of the, the most well-known songs are written by that, that artist. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, that's another weird thing. So we're in the Uber pool on the way in. Let's come back to Uber pool in a second. <laughs> and um, a Paul McCartney song comes on. Actually, that's on the way home, so it's after, so I'm already feeling yeah. it. And my son goes, oh, yeah, that's Paul McCartney's latest. And he's like, it's a bit, whatever word, he didn't say weird, whatever word I said, I anyway, would say. And it's, the lyrics are, if I come on to you, will you come on to me? Yeah. This is Paul McCartney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and <laughs> I know. Can't the fucking crackers just, out, what are we well, talking about? And so I'm explaining to my son, like, <laughs> Paul McCartney was the guru of songwriting in his day. And in fact, he taught, I don't know if you know, but him and McDonald taught Mick Jagger and the Stones how to write music yeah. before yeah. they had any confidence. They wrote a song for them. Yeah. I can't remember the name anymore, but. And then they show them how to do it, show them how easy. So I, I'm, so I'm trying to reconcile it, and I'm, I'm just saying, well, Paul McCartney's always done simple stuff, and yes, the Beatles got a bit more complex, but they've always been simplistic in many ways. 
So he's just been, and he was probably, like John Lennon brought the edge. Yeah. Where Paul McCartney was that kind of classically trained, sweeter guy. So he's just being himself. But it yeah. was, it was such a shit song. Yeah. From one of the world's, you know, he's a sir, he's everything else. So overall, musically, it was an interesting night. Yeah, very yeah. cool. It's worth you can say you've seen Bob Dylan tick it off your list. I've seen Kurt Cobain. Right. Soundgarden, Chris Cornell. Right. So I've seen a lot of people that have died. Right. Jeff Buckley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, listen to him. Yeah, he's a great artist. So I think, yeah, with music, it's a very spiritual journey. I've had that experience. Yeah. Now, good point. Great point. Maybe that was it. Maybe what was lacking was the spirit for me. Maybe the, there was other little things that happened on the night that just, yeah, constantly were doing my head in. So it was, it was one of those nights for me. But then on a positive, and I, this is so trite in comparison because I'm, I'm all for music and not technology is just a pain in the backside. But Uber Paul, I mean, again, like or hate Uber, what they've done again is very clever. So I, um, I'd been on Fitzroy Street St Kilda um, had a had one too many, so I couldn't really get in my car and drive home. So coffees, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get very hyper mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So yeah. I, I fell asleep in the passenger seat for a bit, and then got up, had another beer, then got an Uber. Now I got offered Uber Pool. Yeah, and I'd sort of heard about it, but I'd never tried it. Oh, two dollars eleven, yeah, I'll take that or two, two, whatever it was. I took that, ended up getting my own car within the normal. In fact, it was quicker than the normal Uber. Yeah, a couple of bucks. So what is it? So. Did it again last night. So this is Middle Park now. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, Fitzroy Street's in Kilda, of course, because there's plenty of people that might share. Yeah. Oh, so you're pulling with others, all right? So, you, yeah. so yeah, Uber, okay. Uber yeah. basically yeah. trying to group jobs. So I'm, I'm, heading, I'm, I'm in the car on the way to pick up my son, and um, I wasn't using my phone at all while I was driving, I promise. But um, I'm like, ahead of time, I'm, I'm looking at Uber, oh, Uber Pool's available. And so it says, it does this area around where you go, where you reckon you're going to be picked up, and you've got to, then go to wherever the car they say you're the car's going to Oh, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's one available. Again, for two of us, $5.11 from Middle Park to Margaret Cordera. $5.11. It's more expensive than a... And there was others in the car? Well, so what happened in that you? one was it takes us to another house. It doesn't go to where my son is. And I'm thinking, oh, someone's going to come out of that house. They must be going to Bob Dylan. It's you know, perfect. There's no one there. So it's taken us to a house where there's no one else waiting. It's really weird. Maybe just, so it's making yeah. us work for it. Yeah. And then he's taking oh, it us. It sounds like someone decided not to. <laughs> maybe, to maybe, maybe. But so all that aside, um, we're going along. He's taking us a certain way. Then he gets a, oh, so-and-so. And I get notified so-and-so wants to join. I think I could have said no because it wasn't quite on our route anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I just said, oh, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. And so we just quit Yui up. Yeah, we pick up this lady. She, she does it regularly. She's not going far. Yeah. But she gets door to door, doesn't have to catch trams, it's night time. Um, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's really cool, yeah. So I'm going I'm to give kudos to Uber for what, the, what they're doing. I mean, what they are doing is tapping into a need that's there. That, that, is, that is about an environmental need as well. So instead mm-hmm. of, let's mm-hmm. have one person... Yep. Per car, maybe two if you have a driver and a passenger. Let's have as many as we can in each vehicle. Yeah, driving mm-hmm. cost. Coming home, we got again, got another one. And yeah. that was a guy I've been to do it. So, you know, uh, he was just going in a similar direction. So, yeah. so all up. Sense of community. All up the cars. Go. The two trips cost less than one trip would have cost normally, you know. Yeah, wow. And, and for two, two of us then, it's just a bargain. It's a bit of a kinder surprise on who you're going to pick up, huh? <laughs> that's, part of the, that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, the lady that got in the front on the first one, you know, she's offering me a 
chewing gum. I don't know which brand it was, but it's like, oh yeah, try this because it's like like old bubble gum. I'm like, oh yeah, that's like hubba bubba, you know. Yeah. So you know, you're having this whole conversation with someone that you've never met. It's um, so I wonder how long it's going to be before um, cor- corporations start tapping into that as a marketing thing. Hey, you jump in an Uber. And there's going to be a product oh, not opportunity for you. Tinder or something? What are we talking They're about? They're already doing oh. it in... Where was, it? was it in South Africa or in the US? Somewhere where I was in the last couple of years. <laughs> so one of the places I was... Um, you get in and there's this TV screen. Mm-hmm. And they're, oh, yeah. they're trying to get you to sit your credit... So first you put your credit card in to prepay the fare. Yeah. Which, wherever I was, that was better than dealing with the driver at the end. So, <laughs> But then, yes, then it's offering you all the fries with that. Yeah. So it's certainly been. They did that in Vegas when I was there this year. That might have been where it was. That might have been where it was. So, um, but which means it'll be Mm. spreading all over the US, no doubt. So, absolutely, uh, that's the interesting thing Mm. with Uber. I mean, end of the day, they seem pretty smart. They seem to have a pretty good business plan. Pretty good, you know. I don't know about their financials, but I'm guessing Mm. they're doing well. You know, rolling out Uber Eats. They make a good percentage. Oh, I know they do have the drivers, but I mean, then they roll yeah, out the risk. Yeah, that, yeah. But they invested to make that percentage, so they actually took the risk up front, didn't they? They would have spent a lot of money before they made money. Sure. To disrupt the market. Uber Eats. They sure, made... but they would have done it in a local area first. They would have taken one, mm. one, one city and tested the. However, tested they've done it. This, is, this yeah. is what I love, right? This is people saying, I'm going to stick it out there. I'm going to give it a crack. And I've, you know, I've got the idea. Because for every Uber, there'll be 100 that didn't either didn't do it or didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Uber Eats, they, they lost money up front, so they paid the drivers, you know, and so on. Um, Is that... But now oh, they're well, smashing it. They are, okay. They're smashing yeah. menu log and, and Fedora and all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how they'd go because their prices were a little bit higher and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how that'll go with the Uber Eats. It's, they've got the brand, they've got the bigger brand and it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that vertical, what do you call it, vertical brand now, so people are used to it. So yeah, yeah, pulling, yeah totally, totally. So whatever Uber can now bolt on, they will bolt on. Yes, they'll. I have no doubt they'll do. If it's worth doing, they'll do things like the share cars. If it's yeah. worth doing, yeah, they might um, even get into careers. So, well, they they kind of do that too, kind of. Well, you could call one to say, "Hey, can you drop this you, off?" You certainly can. But they could be really clear about it and say, "Hey, you know, Uber, Uber couriers." Well, yeah. there are others. There's Sherpa doing that, and a couple of others that are specifically doing that. Yeah, using, yeah. and they're offering that as a side by side for Uber drivers. Yeah. So, so look, this is a very specific thing. And um, there was another thing I saw recently, which was, hey, what, you know, what did we think of that? I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but you know, innovations like this are so obvious after the event. Mm. And I think it's great that anyone can get a job too. That yeah, too? just anyone and say, hey, I can't get a job. No, 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 no. That's, you know, 20 years ago, you could say, I can't get a job. You can't say that anymore. Depends how, yeah, I'm not sure from what I know from Uber, there's not a great deal of cash to be made even if they are driving sort of full time. Yeah, it's a bit sort of supplemental, you know, to what they're... I wouldn't say it's amazing income, but it's no. an income. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. So that's probably, I mean, I, you know, as always, I could go on for five hours, let alone five minutes, but that's probably enough of a art back from me. There's a couple of interesting <laughs> things in my life in the last 24 hours, let alone week. Very cool. Cool. Awesome. You don't want to share those? Others. Share those, the 20, last 24 hours? No, that is, there are a couple in the last 24 hours. Right, that's got it. So 24 hours, forget seven days, in 24 yeah, hours yeah. it's all happening, mate. Yeah. Well, I can finish with that. I'm, I'm being reminded that... Okay, here's my understanding. A lot of people, maybe most people, don't do a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I don't do a lot, in my opinion. <laughs> However, it seems to be several leagues above what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. That's just life. Is that a problem, mate? So, Is it a problem for you that others don't do oh, a lot? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, cool. We've talked about hustle. We've talked about mm-hmm. the entrepreneur. Yeah. And I've never understood that per se. My coach keep trying to coach me to hustle more. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I love you, but I've got a business that's a lot bigger than any business you'll ever have. Mm. And yes, I hustled, but I didn't. Yeah. There's, so there's, you were hustling without really knowing that that's clearly what you were doing, mate. Yes. Mm. So, so that, because we're talking about, like I'm, when I'm saying 24 hours, let alone seven days, I'm mindful that a lot happens to me in 24 hours. Yeah. Even today already. I mean, I could already tell another few, few tarts, you know. So I've already done another podcast, which I do every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of other stuff. Some of mm-hmm. it's quite confidential and so on and so forth. Mm. So I've rescued someone who are having a sugar problem. What is it? Hypothyroid. Glycemic. So okay. Yeah. The only person that, was the right person, the right place, the right time for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 on and on. So, it's. I guess talking about the hustle, it's. I feel like we've just got to go at the pace that works for us, and I don't mean, I don't mean, um. Like if we, it's hard one, isn't it? If we feel like we're underdoing it, then we are. If yeah. we feel like we're overdoing it, then we are. Yes. Not think, feel. Our yes. body will tell us whether we're underdoing it or overdoing it or doing it right. Yes. Now, one of the interesting things inside of that is some pe- sometimes people are just stressed out about all the stuff to do and they feel overworked, but they're not actually producing the result. Hence why I said just, think. Don't yeah. think. They're just Don't stressed think, out do. about it. <laughs> yeah, they're feeling stressed. Of course. Yep. So they're feeling all this stress. They're feeling exhausted. They're feeling kind of overwhelmed. They've How got all those often feelings. Have but... you felt stressed without thinking about something first? I'm gonna I'm gonna wager that no one ever felt stressed without thinking first. Yeah, all but feelings come from our thoughts. That's it. They do. So sorry, I just I just wanted to make sure that yeah. anybody who's thinking, oh yeah, but I'm always because I get that from people. Oh, I I'm anxious. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So what are you thinking about? Yeah. You know, problem, 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 problem. Yeah. Okay. How much time do you spend on solutions? Yeah. Oh, well, there aren't any. It's too hard. You know? Okay. There's the source of the anxiety. Yeah. It's not out there. Well, you, yeah, you potentially, yeah, you sort of, as I've said, your consciousness is just low now. It'll pass. Can you think of a time when you did solve a problem? Oh, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. What'd that look like? Like, yeah, yeah, I did this. Cool. So you just change their thinking because your thinking will shift all the time. It's like yeah. it just fucking does it. Thousand times a day, so we go through those flows, and you know we swayed side to side and back and forth, and that's what it is. But once you understand that, yeah, the, that you're thinking that's you know determining how you feel, yeah, and you'll know it'll pass. Mm. Like kids, it's at the end of the world. Yeah. I wanted that bigger ice cream. So, yeah, you, you're kind of cool before this. Without the bigger ice cream, you'll be cool after it. <laughs> without the bigger ice cream, you know, unless so you rotate. For days on not having that bigger ice cream. Yeah. But yeah. this is what a lot of us do. We don't get what we thought was the right result and then we just pout and we carry on for how long? That and that. Throw the adult tantrum. And that, that that's probably a good lead into uh, what I wanted to talk about today. So it's a good handball. Uh, about um, sunk cost bias. Okay. So I was ah, listening yes. to a book yesterday and I was like, 
But again, things just happen for a reason, right? I've listened to the chapter before and then I got in the car two days later, switched the book on again, normally starts from where it finished, but it just played that chapter again, even mm-hmm. though I knew that I was yep. two ahead. I said, oh, oh, that's the universe. I listened to it again. <laughs> and then I it completely, you know, like the penny dropped, you know, I was like, shit. And it was just really interesting about how far, you know, some people, you know, that's what I consider for myself, how far I will take something because I'm so invested in it, you know, especially like whatever it is, time, money, energy, um, that, you know, am I such a stubborn pig that, you know, I can't see, you know. Um, ah, is it stubborn or, or, well, is, I don't it, know if it's, or is it commitment to the result? It is commitment. Like, and again, it's... You could put it down to a myriad of different things yeah. based on the person. That's the that's the yeah. that's the, the why we walk, isn't it? The line we walk. The line between commitment and yeah. stubborn. But what is what, what is that line? And they had some really good uh, but insights it, about that. The fact you've got questions about it means that you're on the right track. Because if you're not asking the question and you're worrying about it, yeah. well, you know, or you're just going blindly, then you probably won't know. And at the end of it you'll you'll go, oh, well, you know, that maybe that was a bit too stubborn and that I should have stopped that, you know, X length of time ago. Yeah. But you, you want to keep moving. You want to keep moving. Yeah. So if there's a question, you check in on the question. Well, you know, what's, what's my measurement? How do I know? What am I measuring this against to know if I'm being stubborn or if I'm um, being committed? And it is, yeah, it's not, it's, for me, it's not about being stubborn. It's more sort of looking in other areas I potentially haven't looked at before. And, you know, I'm not going to give it balls and all over there like I used to. I just grab onto something and go, yeah, well, I'm going to do this like with all my might and power and see what the result is. You know, sort of just let the seed, you know, it's planted. I come back, I, I see how it sort of fits with me, how it feels rather than thinking about it. And yeah, so I think I said lastly, there's a couple of questions here that, you know, uh, that were really like I've written these down too, you know, it was uh, if I weren't already invested in this project, how much would I invest in it now? Mm-hmm. If I didn't already hire this person, what, <coughs> what resources would I expend to go out and hire them? Mm. Would I hire them? Mm. Um, yeah, and like where, you know, where I suppose based on the, the theory of uh, existentialism that we say no to a lot of things. So we make one decision that can take out a thousand, you know, future decisions. And that's committing to little things, yeah, caught up, I was, oh, I've got this thing on the weekend, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should come along, you know. Whereas I'm not overcommitting my time, be it work, be it personally, but knowing that um, where I value my time and not, not overcommitting, um, but also having the ability to see, um, yeah, how, like, at self, self-analyzing, have I gone too far this way? Is it the right way for me? What, um, and often the question that we might not be aware of is what are the external signals that I'm ignoring yeah. that are telling me to persist or to drop it? Oh, probably physical, phys- like probably physical and, you know, mental for me. Yeah. So, you know, with, with my role, it's probably a little bit, you know, full on at times, but I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Uh, I just, yeah. You, you, I you know, just so a different I'll, way I'll me. concoct an example of what yeah. I'm referring to, right? So you talk about the employee. Yeah. So you've, you've had whatever's been going on. So you've hired this person up front. They look great. Day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, they get less and less great all the time. Yeah. And you're at that, you're starting at that point where you're saying, I'd really like to just move this person on, but 
I feel like whatever. And that's so the sunk cost, and that's probably right. what resonated okay. with me. So then, you know, let's just in one say, instance. I'm making up the story, right? Yeah. So then, let's just say then you get a call from the cops asking about this person, and you don't know why. Yeah, you don't know why. You're just asking, does he work there? Do you and uh, you know, do you have his home address? Let's ask a couple of questions. There's not, no, doesn't you know, no major alarm bells, but there's something going. Is that a signal? Just saying. You know, again, I'm concocting this story. Yeah. Is that a signal? Okay, this guy's got stuff going on that involves the police. Whatever it is. Now, whatever it is. That's actually happened to me before. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Whatever is going on. Yeah. Whether he's a complete victim and he's involved the police in his victimhood. Or he's a perpetrator or whatever's going on. Yeah. It's like there's a signal. It's a signal from the outside world saying something's going on for this person that will take up their energy. Yeah. So it's stuff like that, which we then, we just, oh, well, that's, that happens to people. We then excuse it again and again. and it, We do. So there's that endowment, you know, bias. So we, you know, when we own something, we value it a lot higher than if we didn't. Yeah. If I bought a car, so go, you got robbed. You got absolutely robbed if you paid that. If I pay for it, you know what I mean? And then yeah. vice versa, if I got it, yeah, well, mate, it's a bargain. Right? Have a look around, have a look online. It's got dot, dot, dot. It's got all the extras I've made on, you know. So, but same potentially with employees. You, you've, you've hired the person, so again, it's yep. on you, mm-hmm. that if you've made the wrong decision, it potentially would re- reflect badly on you. Um, oh, and you've got, the, you've got the search, the interviews, the yeah. training again, so all that stuff. Like, oh, like, I really want to go through that again. Yeah, can, can I work with what I've got? Can I just push through? And again, as you said, uh, listening to you know those signals that go on around you are very mm-hmm. important. But I also believe that you know, in human nature, we're not all, just because someone's got something going on doesn't mean that you know that that's the end for them no so so i'm really conscious about i'm concocting the example yeah, 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 no, no. it's yeah. the end but see this but see then this is how we have better skills to address it so the question there might not be oh you know is this too much do i just let him go it might be how do i how do i engage this person in a way where he where they are committing to more yeah and i can measure that yeah 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 that's that's exactly what I was going to say is about just having the basic metrics there, agreeing on what it. they are. Um, and if they don't, you know, step up to that, then... Lead them through it. Yeah. I, so I have... So I was say, I've, yeah, I've just written down clear criteria for success. Right. The, you guys talk about your measures. It's, it's critical for... And it's for anything. It's not just an employee. It's anything in life. If you don't know what your criteria for success is, how can you be successful in it? So if you've got an employee that you're not sure whether or not you're going to let them go, you're going to keep them or what to do with them. You need to set aside separate from what is going on and just create your criteria for success. Then you just measure it. Hey, is this matching up to it? You know, there's, the, there's a saying that I often hear, which is hire slow and fire fast. And whether or not that's right for you, you've got to make that decision. But knowing your criteria for success makes it clear. If you yeah. have that criteria, what are the criteria for success for this person in this role? These are the criteria. This is the minimum. This is what they have to have. Without this, there's just no point. Mm. Same for a relationship. If you're looking at getting into a relationship, you're single at the moment, it's probably also worth doing. Don't just go into the next relationship blindly. Know what you will put up with. Know what you won't put up with. You know, that where's, where are you going to draw that line? Because quite often we'll get into a relationship and we'll kind of put up with that one thing that we don't like because we like everything else. Bingo. And we'll put up with it. We'll put up with it. Put up with it. One day, I guarantee you, that's going to break the relationship. And hopefully... There's not, you know, 15 years down the track with kids and, and marriage and house and everything else that's going to fall with that. Yeah. You can't be worried 
and then the other side of the coin too is you have 45 year olds wondering if they're ever going to meet somebody you know um and that's the ebbs and flows of life. You are never going to meet any every uh, person that's going to tick all the boxes, right? Because it doesn't matter. It could be twenty years later, you roll over. Well, we go, don't tick I, our own freaking boxes. Yeah, no, <laughs> no we don't. No, exactly. But so, we don't. but there's got to be minimum standards. Well, does it? Why does it? Why does it have to be standards? If you, if you, if you, look, okay, because standards of wearing clothes. When you, wanna, you go to if the you want to sleep with one partner and they want to sleep with ten in your bed, that might not work. To be yeah. really blunt about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to know what your minimum standards are. Yeah, there's but, stuff. There's stuff that no matter how much we want to put up with it, no, we actually won't put up with it. I know, but what's to say that you wouldn't learn a lot from a situation like that? If and you're this is, open this is, to that, if yeah, you're open to that, cool. But what even if you're even if you're not standards? Even even if you're not. Look, I can say I, I can say this, you know, unabashedly. I was in a relationship where I, I got very uncertain about my place in that relationship, and my, and I got very uncertain about my place in the world. And part of what I explored was sexuality. Yeah. Other women. Other experiences. Yeah. And at one stage, I didn't know if I wanted one partner, multiple. And I had women. Like, women gave me more advice than men. And most of the women advised me to try multiple partners. Yeah. To, to explore all of it. Which I found interesting. So, so I totally agree with you. Yeah. However, I did, I did it in the context of the first relationship, which is not fair. Even though I know that's not fair. Yeah. And so... That has left a number of seeds of discontent. Yeah. So again, I think Ross is right. It's it's having that minimum agreement almost the agreement of the kind of the, the context, the container. What essentially how we're going to operate here? Understanding that when we meet hurdles and, and rough times, we are going to have a way of dealing with that that's yeah. wholesome, not destructive. Yeah, I think that I think that's a really good point. Uh, I'll add to that though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, having a clear purpose it keeps coming back yeah absolutely the purpose and, and, and the vision and the mission and that for me again um, this week uh, or last week was really paramount you know I'm like your staff need to know what their purpose is mm. yeah where to put the foot down where to not put the foot down so yeah, it feeds everything and I'm like yeah cool uh, I had a session with a kinesiologist and again, it just mm-hmm. kept coming up, which is like the, the vision. And she goes, it's pretty organic, isn't it? Like, it's just, like, I don't even know. I said, I've struggled over the last fucking 10 years. You know, I've got to have goals, got to have this. And she goes, you kind of know what you want to want to, want to do, don't you? Like, and so we chatted through it. It wasn't anything technical. It was just like, yeah, I want to create financial freedom so we can do the things that we want to do as a family. I'm, you know, I'm down with owning the world, but I'm also down with just, you know, having the basics down pat, you know what I mean? Um, passive incomes, uh, coming up with a couple of good, you know, mm. smart businesses, ideas. I don't want to work as hard as I do um, and I'd love to give back. And she's like, well, that's really simple. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is, hey, is it too simple? And it's like, well, no, it's not. And I remember Al saying that, you know, it's, you know, keep it basic, um, mm-hmm. you know? Simple. Simple. Yeah, because yeah. it's easy to, easy to, Strive for it. I'm not going to let myself down. I'm not going to say, okay, I want to earn, I want to go from a million dollars to $10 million in a month, you know, because what's the likelihood of that? And what if inflation kicks in? But, but, but if, I, if I fight, like it's something like a, it's really narrow, you know, I'm just like, yeah. again, I'm missing all the beautiful things around me. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't want to get caught up in that. I just keep the, the vision and the purpose, you know, really simple, mm-hmm. but succinct. It's spot on. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's right. It sits well and with how, it. It's genuine. And how do you know yeah. you're on track? 
how do I know I'm on track? Hmm. Well, I suppose because I'm having that conversation. Like, so you, the, the simple thing is you break. The, so vision is. I like, don't know, but I'm just okay. I'm, I'm working through it. So okay. Vision, yeah, yeah, vision, yeah. Sure vision is yeah. an inspirational thought process, right? It's something that draws us forward powerfully. Yeah. Mm. And so then we just have to build a bridge between that vision and the concrete world. Yeah. So that's where you just bring in strategy. You know, so you had three things that stood out to me. Yeah, the financial freedom. Yeah. The. Um, I've forgotten two of them already. But well, give, yeah, giving, giving, <laughs> giving back. back. Yeah. And then yeah. the third one? Um, yeah, like in a sense, being successful, you know, in, in, a, in a sort of, in a business. Okay. Sense. Yeah. So then I would, def- I would suggest three strategies, one for each. So what's, so first of all, strategically, what does financial freedom mean to you now? Don't worry about what it might mean in five yeah. years. What does it mean to you mm-hmm. now, today? If you had st- financial freedom today, how would that look? And same with that, the other two. That's strategic. That's just that high level. Here's what it means. Yeah. Then you look at that strategy and say, okay, how, what are the? How can I break that down into meaningful milestones? Yeah. And then meaningful actions. You know, and financial freedom is a relatively straightforward one because it implies a financial. Yeah. Part. Yeah. So you do start to break down financial milestones then. Now again, you can decide whether it's going to be time based or not time based. I recommend take time out of it. Yeah. Because you said it. We're living our life anyway. It'll happen. It'll happen yeah. if we do all the right things. When we do all the right things, it will happen. It's when we do all the right things, and and setting a time when we do all the right things is a little bit counterintuitive. But I'm not going to know. Like you know, I, I'm not really going to know if I'm doing all the right things. I'm kind of just going to feel it. Aren't you? you know? Well, if your profit's going up, are you doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Well, it depends. At the end of the day, you know, like how I how I feel about it. Like if I'm happy to come to work every day, you know, like I'm inspired to come to work every day. And, and I've double profits, then that's for me. Great. Oh, so, so there were two things there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. One is being happy and the other one was double profits. Yeah. Well, of course, yes. double profits, you're going to be happy like yeah. financially. Yeah. But what if you're just happy to go to work every day? Well, I kind of am. You know, I kind of... Like, and it's, it's kind of, and it's that kind, doesn't yeah. mean that you're making money. Yeah. So that other vision of making money is a, not enjoying work. So none of what you shared about your vision was you enjoying work. In no. fact, it was work less hard. Yes. And again, what well, I found... Well, it is. It well, is. And what yeah. I found was yeah. just redefining what work was. Yeah. So now I don't work hard, and yet I still do a lot more than many of the people I experience. That's existentialism, yes. isn't it? Now, and, and the reason for that is you know what to work on to get the result. Yep. Yeah, focusing on, focusing on the time. So that's what I wrote in the book when I met with our... Um, Great. Our guru, and he said, "How can I make more money with less effort? How can I make more profit with less effort?" Yeah, I'm going to ask you to consider whether it's about making money. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not. Is it, this is this is a probably a year old. So, so now I ask that yeah, because a lot of yeah. people say I want to make more money. Well, the law says you can't make any money. Yeah, right. So. There will can, be, you, can you can you just explain that for our listeners? Because right. I know you and I have right. spoken. Yeah. About <laughs> We're all over this. Now, again, this you know bullshit detectors. Leave them on. That's fine. Just <laughs> just re- record this, listen to it, and and ponder think it, about right? it. Yeah. Because I get the bullshit detectors. Language is powerful. It's very very powerful. Yeah. And we trip ourselves up without realizing it constantly. Yeah. The, the stories law, we tell ourselves and believe, yes. we buy into so much of our own BS. It's yes. hilarious. The law tells us no. that we cannot <laughs> make money without going to jail. It's called counterfeiting. What's he talking about? Making money is counterfeiting. 
Is it not? Like to, well, phys- to physically make money. money. So, yeah. there's certain groups that are legally entitled to make money at the request of the reserve banks. Yeah? yeah. We are not. So if we if we say I want to make more money, we are basically saying I want to learn how to break the law better, or you know what I mean. Subconsciously, <laughs> but subconsciously we. So then, then consciously you're saying, well, I can't. Break. We go around this circle of I want to break the law more, but we know we can't break the law more, and so we actually defeat ourselves along the way. Yeah. So instead, define what it is you actually want. Yeah. So what is financial freedom? And it's your definition. So is it? Home paid up. Is it a boat? Is it the, is it six weeks holiday every year? Exactly what is financial? Yeah, freedom? yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because the money yeah. is not deeply squat either. Yeah, it's what you do with it. And then you'll have your clear criteria to know you've been successful, and that's it. Mm. And we're only living in now. In fact, that's probably another conversation for for another time. You kind of you touched on time before. Um, and in fact, I am going. I am not going to go into that conversation about time. <laughs> Do we uh, give otherwise, you five minutes, here for, Do we give you five minutes? Yeah, five minutes? No, that's fine. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start up the next one. Right. So uh, I'll take my five minutes to begin the next one. Done. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about time. So tune um, in next week for the Ross's 35 minute, five minutes. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Five back and forth, so easy. Very insightful comments there today. From the from the bench there, Ross. Thank you. <laughs> from the bench. <laughs> well, actually, it's a sinking chair. I don't know if you can hear it squeaking <laughs> oh, on the other side, but as I'm sitting in, I'm just like, ah. yeah, I got this sinking feeling. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Thank we'll you. We'll speak it to has. you soon. Thanks, Ciao. Ross. Cheers.